Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast, or welcome if you are new here. My name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian, and I am also the host of this podcast, which is a space where we discuss nutrition, wellness, recovery, fitness, and more in a non-diet lens because so much of the information out there is very ridden with diet culture. And when you guys are making decisions about how you want to incorporate something into your life or even just how you want to view something, I want you to feel like you have multiple perspectives. Guys, oh my gosh, I was coming in. Okay, quick explanation as I open the door. Get in here then. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know about my cat Otis. He is in a a phase currently where he is, door shut, (laughs) where he is sleeping in our dog's kennel, which is in our room. And I came in to record the podcast, which as you may know, if you've listened, I record in our closet and I saw him staring at me and I looked at him and I said, if you want to come into the closet when I record, come in now because I don't want you to be wanting to sneak your way in there bothering me when I have started recording. As you can imagine, he didn't come in until two moments ago and is now settling in on top of my computer in a blanket that I bring in because otherwise, if I don't bring it in, he throws a whole tantrum and rubs against the mic. It's a whole thing recording the podcast with him. But luckily, it looks like he is settling in and that's probably enough of an Otis rant for the day. Because that's not what you're here to listen to. You are here to listen to the topic of the week, which is greens powders. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you may know that I actually already have an episode about greens powders. And in this episode, I answer the question, are greens powders really worth it? And we discuss the nutrition facts, the ingredients, the blends, and the claims that these products make. And we also talk about if they are actually true, if the product's effective, and if there is any research backing the claims that are made about these products. And we do touch on brands like Athletic Greens and Bloom Greens and some other ones that are popular, but the main discussion centers around the conversation that I mentioned in order to hopefully help you decide if there's something you want to purchase or not. So if you want to listen to that episode, I will have that linked down below. But I had the idea to add to the conversation with this episode when I was watching YouTube. So I've been in my YouTube era recently. I mean, I never left it, but I've been entering a new one because I've been loving to read lately. And some of you guys may know about book talk, but there's also a book tube. And essentially, if you're not familiar with the social media terms I'm throwing out, it's just people on social media that discuss books. So I have a whole number of my favorite booktube creators, which yes, this is super niche. If one of you guys relates, you should reach out to me via DM because we can bond about (laughs) our favorite ones. But anyways, I was watching one of these creators and she was promoting Bloom Greens within the video. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to say anything negative about the creator, but I just thought it was wild to think about the fact 
that the reach of Bloom's Greens or Bloom Greens is so wide that they are even having people that are completely outside of the niche of health, wellness, and even lifestyle content promoting these products. And it made me recognize that we need to talk about the marketing and financial aspect of these products. And we also need to talk about why it's so effective. Because although you may think that it would be clear, such as, well, of course these promote or these influencers would promote this because they're getting paid a lot of money. And if you get paid a lot of money, you'll promote anything, which yes, that can be true. I actually think that the conversation is much deeper than that. And there's more that goes into it. So I want to start off the conversation like we always do, which is answering the question, what is it that we're talking about? So there are a lot of greens powders, and I know that you guys know what a greens powder is, but the two main products out of the greens powder category that we see discussed the most in terms of really pervasive, strong marketing are Athletic Greens and Bloom Greens. And I won't lie, both of these companies have their own unique origin stories and reasons as to why they were created, and they have unique elements to them, but at their core, they're ultimately very similar, both in terms of their marketing strategy and in terms of their product composition. So if you were to look at the ingredient labels of both of these products, you see different categories that include a superfood complex that has grains, veggies, fruits, antioxidants, digestive enzymes, some type of mushroom or adaptogenic complex, a probiotic, and prebiotics. Now, yes, there is variation to it. Bloom has fiber in it, although Athletic Greens does have fiber. They just don't list it separately. And the actual ingredients themselves do have variation to them, but both of the products, when broken down and analyzed, have two main takeaway points that are pretty much the same, which is number one, the amount of the ingredients in the products often deems them ineffective. And I don't mean the total number of the ingredients. I mean the amount that they put in the product of a specific ingredient. People argue that there's just not enough to make those specific ingredients effective in the way that they're claiming to be. And therefore, most of the claims they're making are not actually factual. Number two, the things that are in these products aren't really necessary for everyone, and they may not even be the right types of these products for everyone. So for example, the version of vitamin A that's in the product, or the digestive enzymes not being something that you actually need to have, because if you're not having adequate digestive enzymes, you are having a deeper problem that you need to address. And the list could go on with things about these products that aren't maybe necessary for someone else and then, again, question the effectiveness of the product and the claims. I will also just quickly mention that neither of these are researched, and that's always a red flag that we can throw up there when we're talking about any type of product. And the funny thing is, Both of these greens powders are also not that different from any other greens powder. They have very similar ingredients, compositions, all of that stuff. I mean, Athletic Greens is the most expensive and they probably have what they say are the most quote unquote quality ingredients, but it's really hard to validate that. I mean, Athletic Greens is third party tested and NSF certified, which does mean that we know more clearly that it is overall safe for, for example, an athlete to consume that gets drug tested versus Bloom Greens is not and a lot of other greens powders are not. 
But I just don't think that these two products are that exceptional when it comes to a greens powder. So then it leads us to the question, well, why is it that these two are so much more pervasive? Why do so many people talk about them? And you may think that it just comes down to what I said before, the money. But it's actually the way that these two products are utilizing their marketing to hit on the pain point of very specific and sometimes even vulnerable consumers. So naturally, you may be asking yourself, well, what does this marketing look like? I gave you a snippet of what it can look like in the Bloom Greens example, but it looks a lot of different ways. I will say that Athletic Greens, maybe seven months ago, eight months ago, even a year ago, I swear that I saw every freaking influencer talking about them. And I'm being dramatic when I say every influencer, but it was a very large number of people. And funny enough, I was actually contacted by Athletic Greens, I think around six or so times to promote their product. And I continually did not say yes to the product because I personally do not align with promoting a greens powder as if it's something that people need to take. Now, Bloom Greens, I feel like has been the recent greens powder that's been promoted a ton. And although I do see this product on Instagram, I see it much more on TikTok. And then sometimes, as I mentioned, on YouTube. And I think that that's very intentional based off of the types of audiences that these companies are trying to acquire and have purchased their products. And even though those audiences are different, you'll notice that the way that these companies have their influencers interact with these products is almost always the same. What you see is typically someone that is already in quite a societally acceptable body, quite fit, and they're having this product and the way that they have it seems so easy. So for example, Alex Earl months ago promoted Bloom's Greens or Bloom Greens. I always say Bloom's Greens and it's just Bloom. So I need to stick to that. And she just threw it into a What I Eat in a Day video and was just stirring it up and had it. It was so easy, right? And you see people on Instagram, they're just adding in these little travel packets when they go on vacation and they just pop it in a water bottle and shake it up. You know, all of these ways that people are interacting with the product seems so simple. It seems like just this addition that doesn't take any effort. And then you contrast that with the claims that they're making. They're telling you, this has changed my energy. My gut health is transformed. I feel so much better throughout the day. I'm no longer bloated anymore. All I have to do is take this one delicious greens packet and I am good to go. And let's be honest, whenever there is a product or a solution that promises low energy input for a high output of a desirable outcome, we're attracted to it because we live in a society that requires a lot of us energy-wise. So these companies set up this perfect situation with the type of content that they are marketing. And there are other ways that they market these products. Athletic Greens has TV shows, and obviously the founder of Bloom Greens does a lot of her own content, and that markets these products naturally on her accounts. 
But these influencer interactions are one of the biggest tools that both of these companies have used. So now that we've talked about the products themselves and then what this marketing looks like, we can dive into why this is important. So when we think about any marketing company, obviously good marketers are trying to sell a story that is bigger than a product. And there are 1 million examples of this. I'm going to use a very simplistic yet extreme example just to put context to the situation. Let's talk about Disney World, right? What is Disney World? It's an amusement park. Yes, it's more than that. It has hotels, it has food, it has a lot of different things. But the amusement park and all of that stuff in and of itself isn't what makes people so attracted to Disney. It's the story. It's the happiest place on earth. It's that all of your problems disappear when you're there. It's all of the other elements of Disney that make Disney World feel so special because there's a story. There's an emotional buy-in to the product. There is this feeling that if you go to Disney, you're going to feel this certain way. And these marketers for these greens powders are using this, especially in terms of pain points that people are very vulnerable to. So let's start off with Bloom Greens, for example. The main things that Bloom Greens markets about is bloating and gut health. If you were to go on TikTok and search Bloom Greens, you will see a plethora of videos come up. And if you scroll through them, a lot of the ones that you will see are going to be specifically talking about or even showing you the supposed change that they've experienced from taking this product. I have seen people show their stomach before the product and show their stomach after the product. I have seen people that are saying stuff like, this is how I keep my stomach so flat and all of you guys have been asking me so I wanted to share. I have seen claims on clear skin. I have seen claims on better toning throughout your body. I mean, pretty much any physical claim that you can imagine, I have seen it about Bloom Greens. And something you'll notice upon looking through this is that every single video is coming from a woman. Now, why I think this is interesting is because of how it ties to the pain points that they're marketing to. Who is it that cares about their stomach being bloated? Who is it that cares the most about their gut health because of how it affects their bloating? Who would care the most about flat stomachs and clear skin? And all of the stuff that we mentioned, it's women. And this company isn't doing this coincidentally. Even as someone that shares about food and body image, I have seen the power of talking about bloating and gut health with women because it ties into our obsession with being small. And anytime you can hit on the true diet culture pain point of I can make you smaller, you are going to have success. It is inevitable. And this company's founder and creator, her whole brand is about her weight loss journey and about how she stays small. And I mean, we could do an entire episode on just the content that she shares because a ton of it is pseudoscience. I mean, she just had the carnivore diet guy come on 
And of course, they're talking about how oatmeal is bad for you. And I just, I can't even get into that because I would go down a rabbit hole. But ultimately, this woman knows what she's doing and or her marketing team knows what they're doing in order to promote this product. And hitting on those pain points and then having a bunch of very fit, small, aspirational influencers promoting this that are beautiful and have flat stomachs and can put this in there, what I eat in a day, and share it on TikTok, which is primarily a younger audience, they are creating the perfect situation to make that consumer that they want purchase the product. Now, if we were to contrast this with athletic greens, we would see that although gut health is an element of what Athletic Greens talks about. It is not at all their main story or selling point. They are talking about how their product is foundational nutrition. It's energy for the body. It's balance for the body. It's helping them with nutrient absorption. It's the pinnacle to optimal health. And the people they choose to then promote this product align with the age group that is more often concerned with that. So if you were to think more often who is the most concerned about gut health and bloating, it is most likely a younger audience. Not totally, but more likely than not. If you were to think about the people that are super health-focused and health-oriented, oftentimes it is a little bit older audience. Not always, again, but more often than not. And so then we look at the influencers that they choose and we see that shown yet again. Most of those people are a little bit older that are taking these and they're also sharing about it from a perspective of someone that is keeping in mind all of the pieces of a puzzle when making a financial decision. For example, a lot of Athletic Greens influencers and ads speak about the cost breakdown per day and that it's less than $3 a day and think about how much you spend on one alcoholic drink and they make the consumer almost feel like they are faced with this choice between, oh, I'm buying this for this healthy version of my life versus, oh, I'm not buying this and I'm choosing this less healthy, less energy efficient version of my life. And For that type of client, this can be extremely effective. Again, hitting on their ultimate pain points, which is likely feeling exhausted and not knowing how to fix it. So if we were to compare these two things, I think we have a perfect example of number one, something that is marketing as diet culture that ties into wellness culture And number two, something that is marketing as wellness culture that ties into diet culture. So Bloom Greens, in my opinion, markets in a very diet culture-y way. It picks people in a certain type of body. It highlights specific changes within the body, such as a flat stomach or reducing bloating or fixed skin, which is very typical for normal diet culture-y products. And then they kind of tie into the wellness marketing because they talk about gut health, because they talk about the benefits of the greens and all of that stuff. But its main thing is diet culture and they prey on younger audiences that may be more vulnerable to that. 
Athletic Greens is definitely marketing forward with wellness. You can see that in how their site looks even. It's very sleek. They've got cyclers and athletes. It's NSF certified. They're talking about all the benefits of foundational nutrition. But underneath that, it still has that tie to diet culture because ultimately it's a product that you don't really need that's just making more money for the diet culture industry, even if it doesn't present that way on the surface. And I think we need to remember this financial element of it because in reality, these companies have so much money. And yes, there's a lot of reasons as to why they have that much money, But one of the reasons why is because of the type of product that they're selling. These greens powders have an extremely high margin of profit, which essentially means that they can make the product for quite an inexpensive cost in comparison to what they can sell it for. And now some of this can be due to the fact that it's kind of supplementy type of product and the ingredients in it aren't necessarily that expensive, especially since I know Bloom is using proprietary blends, so you don't even know how much of certain ingredients are in there. And it's this powder that has a bunch of stuff, so people aren't really dissecting every single ingredient that's within the product or the amount that's within the product, and that makes it easier to have the cost be lower. It's also because of the fact that they are utilizing these stories that I was just explaining to you. What they are selling to you is not a greens powder. They are selling to you the idea that your problems that cause you the most anguish are going to be solved. Because if you were to take away the claims that these greens powders could fix your energy, fix your gut, stop your bloating, clear your skin, or whatever else it may be, how much would you pay for them? Because if we took away the claims, essentially what we're selling is a mix of powdered fruits, vegetables, and grains along with some other additions that may or may not be effective with a high level of convenience and no chance that your money is going to be wasted in the same way that the competitor, quote-unquote, in this situation would be because the competitor is actual fruits and vegetables, which could potentially go bad when you buy them. And the level of convenience is a little bit lower because vegetables can take some prep time to cook or you have to find a way to eat them that you enjoy. And although there are convenient fruits, there's still a few more steps than just taking water, putting greens powder in it, and mixing it. But they are proven to have effectiveness and nutrient absorption. And ultimately, you could argue that if fruits and vegetables had the marketing team that Athletic Greens or Bloom Greens has, they could make even more claims and have even more arguments about the effectiveness and how they're the foundation of health, right? They could sell a very enticing story. But Buying fruits and vegetables doesn't make diet culture money in the same way. It just doesn't. And that is why we have to dissect the story here and we have to break down what it is they're actually selling you. Because these companies aren't selling you a greens powder. They're selling you the solution 
supposedly, to the problems that cause you the most anguish. And when we look at it that way, not only does it make the decision to purchase feel much more clear, it also highlights how diet culture has yet again seeped into a product that we may not think it has seeped into. Because these type of products can be something that you add in and it's not going to harm you and it's not going to be detrimental most likely, but it's also not all that it cracks up to be. And it's important to look at it realistically to ensure that you're not accidentally just feeding into a trillion dollar industry profiting off of your challenges with your body whatever that challenge may be. Because a lot of the issues that they're trying to solve with these products aren't even going to be solved. You know, if you have underlying challenges that are contributing to low energy, this product isn't going to fix it. If you have underlying body image issues, this product's not going to get it to go away because of bloating. If you have gut health challenges, A digestive enzyme isn't even something you should necessarily be taking, and also these probiotics are probably going to be ineffective, and even more so, these may not even be what you need. So what you are buying is just some powdered fruits and vegetables, as I mentioned, and you need to compare that to how much you're really spending on this and if you truly think that's worth it. I hope that you found this marketing angle around greens powders interesting. I personally love talking about this stuff. I think it's fascinating and I feel like it actually has such a huge tie-in to diet culture and wellness culture, which brings me to our rating. As I've mentioned in some episodes, I feel like I haven't been able to do our 0 to 10 diet culture scale, which is essentially saying that 0 would be the least diet culture, no diet culture at all, 10 would be the most diet culture possible. And I would rate the marketing of greens powder probably a 9.5. Maybe, maybe an, I don't know. I'm so bad at rating things, so I don't know why I decided to put this in. I'm going to give it a 9 because of the pain points that they're hitting on. They just scream diet culture. Bloom Greens is probably like a 10 or a 9.5. Athletic Greens is probably more like a 7.5 because they're more targeting the health wellness thing. But yes, they're both still diet culture. So there's my very inconclusive rating. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. I know this was a little bit different, so it always is really helpful to hear if you like these type of things, if you don't like them. And I always want to know your episode suggestions and things you want to see. In the show notes, there are always a link to a bunch of different things from ways to work with me to my Instagram to a area to submit podcast ideas. And if you did enjoy this episode and you would like to leave a reading or review, I would so appreciate it. And I think that's all I have for today. I look forward to seeing you guys next week and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.